Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio with another amazing episode. I'm very excited because back in the house is Joey Coleman. Joey is my buddy, and he has the most incredible book coming out called Never Lose a Customer Again. And this is not just about sales. This is totally about the entire customer experience. Joey is an author. He's an amazing speaker. Just last year, almost exactly a year ago, I watched Joey do a general session keynote speech for over 4,000 people at Social Media Marketing World. Now, here's the most amazing thing about him doing a speech at Social Media Marketing World. Uh, Joey, correct. How many Twitter, Twitter followers, Twitter followers, how many Twitter followers did you have before you stepped on stage at social media marketing world? I believe when I stepped on stage, Shep, I had 164 164. That Not 164,000. Let's yeah, be clear. Yeah, 164. 164 individuals following me on Twitter. And and here's what's amazing is that that is so not rock star status. That is so the <laughs> antithesis of what somebody who is keynoting at social media marketing world, you know, would have as followers. This guy has hardly any followers, virtually zero. 164 means you probably have 164 friends that agreed to follow right. you. <laughs> That's totally what it is. These are all people who I had a personal relationship yeah. with. And I don't know if you recall, for me, one of the highlights of that speech is when I shared that from the stage, there was an audible gasp. It was. I was there. people were like, what the heck? Who is this joker? Why does he get to be on the stage at Social Media Marketing World when it seems like he signed on to Twitter in the green room before he came on stage? And I'm going to tell you why you were the right guy because you talked about one of the most important things of all, which is that, that first 100 days, which, by the way, uh, it's all about marketing, social media marketing world. It's about marketing. 100 days, it's part of marketing. To me, marketing is part of the whole customer experience, if not the entire customer experience. Or, or, or you know, And then, then there's the service element of it. The people feel like they're getting served properly. So it all goes hand in hand. And, and here's the bottom line, Joey. You knocked it out of the freaking park. You oh, hit the thanks, Grand brother. Slam home run. I've seen you speak to small audiences and now huge audiences. And when I say small, we're talking, you know, a couple hundred people, but a huge audience of 4,000 people. And man, you are the most genuine person on stage. Your your style of speaking is amazing. Anyway, I could go on and on and you could tell this is a Joey Love Fest going on here. Mm-hmm. But Joey, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. That may be the best and and uh, most uh, passionate introduction I've ever given to anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I am I am flattered, Shep. It is an honor to be on the show. As you know, I have been a big fan of yours 
for many, many years and uh, being able to become friends with you over the last few years and your support and your advice and your encouragement. And now to be a, a guest on the show, I, I can't thank you enough for everything you've done for me. You, you've been so gracious, so oh, gracious. Well, Folks, for know. those of you that are listening, let me tell you, shit, talk about a guy who's the same on stage and off stage. I've had the pleasure of being a guest in Shep's home for dinner uh, with, with his lovely wife. And it's it, at what you imagine someone like Shep would be. You're actually underestimating how gracious oh, and kind he, <laughs> he actually is. is. Not, I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm being serious, you know, and I did, I know we've connected on this before. I'm a Midwestern kid. I grew up in Iowa. I, I know you're a Midwestern guy. And, and I think, you know, at the risk of, you know, being exclusionary to our friends on either coast, you know, you, you, you define you define that Midwestern sensibility and hospitality to me. So uh, it's a it's a real treat to be on the show. Well, thank you. Well, I remember that great dinner. We sat outside and had a little barbecue. Glorious. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Absolutely. Anyway, by the way, John Rulin, who was at that dinner, we're having dinner on uh, Friday night. If you're not doing anything, you want to join Oh, us. excellent. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I'll fly into town and grab dinner with you guys. Awesome. I love it. All right. So never lose a customer again. If you're listening to the show, the day the show is coming out, you can go on Amazon today and you can order the book because it will be out the following week on April the 3rd. If it's anytime April 3rd or later, you're going to be able to get it immediately. And let me tell you, this is an amazing book because if you've heard the show that Joey and I, we talked about this, the first 100 days is all about that customer experience. And what you've done is you've taken all of the information that we've talked about before, all of the information that you'll hear in a speech, if you, you listen to the long form version of, of what we do here, all of, all of what's in your head is now in this book. This book is indispensable. It's for any business. It's for any person who deals at all with a customer. This is the book you have to get. Now, tell them what the book's about. So the book is about, well, first of all, thank you. Uh, second of all, you're right. I, th this book represents uh, my professional path of helping companies create uh, remarkable customer experiences for almost 20 years now. And what I tried to do, and I'm, and I'm flattered that you felt that this is how it worked, is uh, years ago I got some great advice from Tim Ferriss. We were talking about books, and he said, you want to you wanna put it all in the book. Don't hold anything back. Don't don't say, oh, well, I'll save this for book two or I'll save this for, you know, a supplemental workbook or something to leave it all in the book, put it all in the book from the start. And and I got to be honest, my publisher, Portfolio Penguin, they I've really enjoyed working with them. But uh, we're way over the word count on what they were anticipating. You know, they were like, wait a second, we're going to need to cut some stuff. This is too big. And I said, great. What do you want to cut? And they came back to me a week later and they said, we can't find any anything that we want to cut. So we put it all in there. Uh, basically, the book outlines uh, a philosophy and a methodology that I've developed called the first hundred days. And the premise is as simple as this. All the research shows that regardless of what industry you're in, wherever you operate in the world, whether you're selling product or service, B2B, B2C, it doesn't matter. On average, somewhere between 20 and 70% of your new customers will decide to quit doing business with you before they reach the 100 day anniversary. Right. So as Repeat quickly that. as you're, this is really yeah, big. This is a huge point. It, whatever business you're in, 
somewhere between 20 and 70% of your new customers will decide to quit doing business with you before they reach the 100-day anniversary. You spend all this time, money, and effort filling the funnel, marketing, selling, acquisitions, driving people to your door, and they're running out the back door as quickly as you get them in the front. Now, the scarier thing is some of your folks listening may say, well, Joey, you know, I, I don't know what, what this applies to, you know, what industry you're talking about or industries, you know, but I bet ours is different. Here's the thing. I've talked to people all over the world in every industry you can imagine. Most businesses don't even know what their defection rate is. They don't even have an understanding of the customers that they are losing and what percentage they're losing. And when they lift up the hood and they kind of look underneath, they realize that they're hemorrhaging new customers. And I personally believe, and I've yet to find uh, an example, that this is the biggest threat to the success of businesses today, and it's something that no one's talking about. Right. So this falls completely. This is not about sales. You've already made the sale. This is about retention. So a great line from Dr. Ted Levitt, senior professor at Harvard Business School. He had a quote, and the quote was, the function of every business is to, and can you fill in the blank? Can I fill in the blank? Yeah, can you fill in the blank? a good question. Well, I personally think the function of every business should be to keep their customers. Exactly. Nine out of ten people, if you walk down the street, they will say the function of a business is to make money. And Dr. Levitt's idea was the function of a business is to get and keep your customers. And if you focus on the goal, which is making money, you sometimes lose because you didn't pay attention to the function of your business. So I think you've nailed it, Joey. And I just wish I would have come up with the first 100 days concept <laughs> because it's so darn good. And, uh, oh, well, thank you know, you. and, and uh, the, a great expression, you're hemorrhaging customers. I mean, wow, that's impressive. So, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's impressive. It's, it's, it's a statement that makes you sit back and go, hemorrhaging customers. What does that mean? It means we're losing customers. And almost at 70%, that's seven out of 10 customers are not coming back because of the mistake that's made in the first 100 days, because you're not paying attention to that experience. Here's the thing. What's happening right in front of you isn't the only part of the customer experience. It's what's happening right after that. It's what happens five days later, 10 days later, the feeling they have. Uh, There's probably some type of a euphoric experience when you find something that you like and you actually purchase it and you get it home and you open up for the first time. And what happens? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, The the research shows that. So here, all the, you know, we've got a couple of problems here. Number one, we're selling to humans, which means brain science (laughs) is going to be the controlling archetype and the controlling factor in these conversations. Brain science tells us that when we make a purchase, our brain floods with dopamine. Dopamine is released because we've we've made a decision that we believe is going to solve our problem, answer our prayers, be the product of our dreams, be the service we've always hoped for, right? But as soon as that dopamine hits the brain, it starts to recede. And when dopamine goes away in the brain, those feelings of joy, euphoria, and excitement are replaced with feelings of fear, doubt, and uncertainty. What if this product isn't everything it was cracked up for? What if the service doesn't work as well as they promised? What if this 
causes more problems than it creates. What if this results in me getting fired, right? And in common parlance, we call this buyer's remorse. There probably isn't a person listening to this podcast that isn't familiar with the phrase buyer's remorse. Mm -hmm. And yet if I were to ask how many of you listening have a plan in your business to address buyer's remorse, the research shows it's less than 1%. So it's a phrase that all of us know. We all know that this is how human beings work. We all know that this is something that happens. It's been this way. You know, I, I studied Latin when I was in high school. I'm dating myself and probably coming off as more of a geek than I'd like to. But I studied Wait, Latin. did you enjoy studying Latin? You, you know, not in the beginning. There I eventually okay, so came around. Just, I eventually came around. Yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, but the phrase is, you know, is from ancient Roman times, caveat emptor, let the buyer beware, be it be concerned, you might be being snookered by the person who's, you know, selling you this product or service. So this is fundamental to the human condition. And yet most businesses aren't doing anything to address it. And that's part of the reason I wrote the book. I wanted to give people a, a model and a playbook for how to navigate the customer through what I've identified as the eight phases of the customer journey, holding their hand every step of the way so that you get them to that point where they're a raving fan and a zealous advocate. You know, the holy grail that every business is chasing, you know, these long-term, loyal, lifelong fans. If you don't walk them through the process uh, and and really make sure that you're you're conscious and conscientious of what's going on for them. You'll never get there. Wow. We're going to talk about those eight phases, but first we're going to take a real short break. So don't go away. When we come back, there's a lot more from Joey Coleman as we talk about the eight phases of the customer journey based on the book that he has got coming out. You've got to get it. Go on amazing Amazon.com. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Chef Hygen here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.chefondemand.com. Once again, that's chefondemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Joey Coleman, the master of the first 100 days. All right, eight phases of the customer journey. Uh, can we can we do them all? Can we hear about all of them? Absolutely. So there are eight phases to the customer journey. They all start with the letter A. Part of the goal here is that if you're doing all of them properly, you're getting straight A's, you're doing well, you're getting a I good like report that. card from your customers. Uh, the, the phases break down as follows. Phase number one, assess. This is when a customer is trying to decide, do they want to do business with you or not? Lots of times we think of this as the marketing stage, right? Where your job in this phase is to, in my belief, is to preview for them the experience of what it's going to be like to be a customer. Most businesses in the assess phase are focused on telling you all about their features or their benefits. And sure, those are important pieces of the conversation, but the world-class companies go one step further in giving the customers a preview of what is to come. The next phase is admit. This is day one 
in the 100-day process, right? Admit is when the customer raises their hand and admits that they have a problem or a need that they believe your business can solve, right? They acknowledge this. They make the purchase. They give you the money. They sign on the dotted line. This is when the clock starts ticking and they transition from being a prospect to a customer. Mm. Almost as quickly as that happens, we move to the next phase, phase three, affirm. Now, this is where that buyer's remorse comes into play, because in most businesses, there is a gap between when they sign on the dotted line or they hand over the cash and when they actually get to experience your product or service. You know, if you sell online, it's the time it takes for the product to be shipped to their house. If you're selling a service and they sign up that you're going to, you know, they're going to hire you to build their website or to mow their lawn or whatever it is. There's this gap between when they agree to it and when you start to deliver. That period is often thought of, at least by me, as the tumbleweed zone because the typical business is doing nothing in that period to counter the fact that the customer is doubting the situation. See, everybody's back at headquarters high-fiving. Woohoo, we landed the client. We sold another widget. They're all excited. While at the customer's house or at the customer's place of business, they're doubting the decision they just made. And the difference, the delta between the high emotional state of the company selling the product or service and the doubtful, low emotional state of the customer who just purchased the service or product is so great that if you don't immediately start addressing that difference, you'll never close the gap. Yeah. You know, I, then move, I, I, but, yeah, but go ahead. just a quick example of this. Um, We've learned on the digital side. I don't know if CD Baby is still around. Do you know who CD Baby is? I absolutely know who CD Baby. In fact, they're a case study okay, that I well, talk about in the book. There you their go. Confirmation emails exactly. are, I think, the top example in business of of how you address buyer's remorse and infuse a traditional kind of required communication with a sense of remarkability and a sense of experience. And it's humorous. And they admit this is not a real person sending you this email. This is, yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. That. And they, they, they admit that that's what's going on. They have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they really, um, there, there's just so much spirit. I actually know this one. Uh, if you don't mind me sharing it real sure, quick, what yeah. the confirmation email says, because it's so great. So you buy your CD and you get a confirmation email. Now, it used to be that the confirmation email was pretty straightforward and bland. It said, your order is shipped today. Please let us know if it doesn't arrive. Thank you for your business. You know, nothing to to write home about, nothing that great. Um, You know, clearly lets you know, all right, you've got your order. Thanks for your business. Uh, The founder of CD Baby, Derek Sivers, decided that wasn't enough. And instead, he created this confirmation email. Thanks for your order with CD Baby. Your CD has been gently taken from our CD Baby shelves with sterilized, contamination-free gloves and placed onto a satin pillow. A team of 50 employees inspected your CD and polished it to make sure it was in the best possible condition before mailing. Our packing specialist from Japan lit a candle and a hush fell over the crowd as he put your CD into the finest gold-lined box that money can buy. We all had a wonderful celebration afterwards, and the whole party marched down the street to the post office where the entire town of Portland waved bon voyage to your package on its way to you in our private CD baby jet on this day. I hope you had a wonderful time shopping at CD Baby. We sure did. Your picture is on our wall as customer of the year. We're all exhausted. 
but can't wait for you to come back to cdbaby.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Now, wow. that's a wow. confirmation email, <laughs> right? That's a confirmation email. Now, here's the crazy thing. People love this so much that they started talking about this email on the Internet, on blog posts and in interviews, etc. Right prior to publishing the book, I did a search for the number of times that CD Baby Jet was referenced online. Right. Because then you would know for sure right. that that was a reference to this confirmation email. The jet, the private jet, the private jet, 2.56 million references. That's viral. That's viral. To a confirmation email. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. When was the last time you got a confirmation email and said, well, this is different. This is special. This is unique. It doesn't happen. Unless you get an email from CD Baby. Uh, so it, great example of how you counter those feelings of buyer's remorse by letting some of your brand spirit come into the communication. Yeah, I love the humor behind it. And and when I first received my 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 email, it wasn't that one, but it was still funny. Uh, it was, the, you know, I'm the digital assistant. Yeah, that's right. I'm not a real person. Uh, but but that doesn't matter. <laughs> You know, and it's like, yeah. okay, it was funny. And I think I actually wrote about it, similar, you know, tweeting about it in one of my blogs. And this would have been several years back. But anyway, hey, we're, we're at number three, which is a firm. We still have five more to go. Yeah, so we'll, we'll accelerate. See, folks, Shep and I can get caught up in stories all day long. But you know that because you're a regular listener to the show. Uh, so we move through the affirm stage and then we come to phase four, activate. And the reason I call this phase activate is because I want you to energize the interaction with the customer. I want you to feel like you're flipping a switch, sending a bolt of lightning that lets the customer know that doing business with you is going to be unlike any other business experience they have ever had before. This is an amazing unboxing experience. This is an amazing kickoff meeting, something that really sets the tone for what this relationship means to the business and how they're going to treat you and serve you going forward. We then move to the phase where, frankly, most businesses fall apart. See, most businesses move through these first four phases, and they may not do the best job in each one, but they get this far in the game. Here's where the wheels fall off the truck. We come to the phase of acclimate. In the acclimate phase, you have to hold the customer's hand and get them used to doing business with your company. Now, here's the interesting thing. The typical business has delivered their product or service hundreds, thousands, maybe even millions of times. For the business, this is old hat. We know how to do it. We know how it works. For the customer, this is the first time they've ever done business with you. Now, sometimes people say to me, but Joey, we included directions in the box with the product. Why don't they just read the directions? Folks, do you always read the directions before you use a new product? Probably not. Statistically, you don't. What about people who say, well, Joey, we covered this on our service program. We covered this in the proposal that we gave them. We had clear steps for them to follow. But I would ask, do you read every contract that you sign? And if some of you are saying, I absolutely do, I would ask you to think back to the last time that you purchased or you rented a car. You went in to, to purchase the rental agreement on your car and you saw a screen and you probably just clicked through the arrows saying, I agree, I agree, I agree, mm -hmm. without actually reading what you agreed to. 
Why do we expect our customers to behave any differently than we do? You have to hold their hand. You have to constantly be telling them what's next, checking in to make sure that they're comfortable where they're at, that they feel a sense of progress, a sense of forward motion. And if you do that, you will effectively acclimate them. Then we move to phase six, accomplish. Accomplish is where the customer achieves the goal that they had when they originally decided to do business with you. Now, what's interesting about this one is most businesses don't even take the time at the beginning of the relationship to ask what the actual goal is and right. to really suss out and figure out what the goal is. What's For example, criteria? Exactly. Somebody walks into a store and they want to buy a shirt and the salesperson sells them the shirt without ever asking, what's your intention for this shirt? Are you wearing this on a date? Are you wearing this to a wedding? Are you wearing this to a funeral? Are you wearing this to work? What is the intention the customer has when making the purchase? And if it's a business, you know what that intention is. You record that intention. You can then track to make sure the customer achieves that. And when they do, remind them, that that was actually their goal. Because as human beings, we sometimes forget what our original goal was. We make a purchase or we make a decision and then we later realize, wait, why did I even do this? Because we've forgotten. If the business is there to remind us that we've accomplished the goal, that's what cements a successfully completed, satisfied customer relationship. And that's where we roll into the next phase, adopt, phase seven. In phase seven, adopt, this is where the customer says, I'm loyal to you. I am taking responsibility for the relationship. I love the way you treated me. We accomplished my goal. I want to give you more of my business, right? These are the loyal fans that everybody is hoping for. And then finally, we reach phase eight, the holy grail, advocate. This is when your fans and your loyal customers become raving fans. They become referral sources for you. They're telling everybody they know that they should do business with you, and they're bringing you quality, well-vetted referrals to the table. Here's the big problem with the eight phases, Chef. The typical business wants to jump from phase one to phase eight without pressing pause or going through any of the other phases, right? We want, we automatically, how often have you been in a scenario where you buy a new product or service, especially online, this has become uh, a thing that companies do right. more actively they now. Immediately where they immediately ask for feedback. Yeah, to, who, who are three people that also would like our product mm, or service? Mm -hmm. You know, this is not, you're, you're asking too soon. It's like being on a first date and asking to meet the parents, you're rushing the game. Ooh. Slow it down a little bit. You know what I mean? Take you know it what's easy. Worse It'll all that? work out. Is, is for me is when she used to say on the first date, "Would you like to meet my parents?" Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Because it feels like it's rushing it, and we get yeah. anxious, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, I don't even want to have a second date." This, if you wouldn't do it in your personal life, you shouldn't do it in your business life. Right. So businesses stop at. I'm not saying don't ask for referrals. I think it's really important to ask for referrals. You do it at but the right time. You don't want to ask for a referral until the customer has achieved their goal that they had when they decided to do business with you. Which is phase six. So assess, admit, affirm, activate, acclimate, uh, accomplish, adopt, and advocate. The eight A's, the eight phases. We've got a little bit more information that you're going to hear. We've got the six tools for communication. That's coming up in the next segment of Amazing Business Radio, which will happen in just a moment, so don't go away. 
Want to amaze your customers, impress the people you work with, and outshine your competition? Going from average to amazing isn't an out-of-reach goal. In fact, amazement is a habit that anyone can master. In my latest book, Be Amazing or Go Home, I share the secrets behind my mantra, which is to always be amazing. Drawing on the routines of incredible people, I share simple practices that can elevate your game. Once you master those habits, you'll be able to create trust, build stronger relationships, make sales, advance your career, and much more. Now is the time to step out of ordinary and step into being amazing. Be Amazing or Go Home is now available on Amazon.com in ebook and hardcover. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. Talk with Joey Coleman. The book is called Never Lose a Customer Again. And uh, if you're listening to us the day the episode's coming out today, then you can still order it. It'll just be a few days before they actually ship it. And anytime after that, uh, by golly, get the book. Do not pass go. This is incredible information. We've just gone through the eight phases uh, of the customer journey. Now, Joey, in the book, and we don't have a lot of time, but touch on the six tools of communication that helps to create the amazing customer experience that we're talking about here. Sure thing, Shep. So I believe that in each of these eight phases, there are tools that you can use to communicate with your customer. And I've identified six of them. Number one, in person, right? The in-person interaction with your customer. It's the oldest form of communication, arguably still the best form of communication. Number two, email. Most people don't want to be getting more email. And yet the typical business uses email as the primary way to communicate with the customers. Now, I'm not anti-email, but I want you to be a little more conscious and thoughtful about the type of emails you send. Make them interesting. Make them visual. Make them exciting. Make them an experience in and of themselves. Number three, that CD baby experience. Exactly. Exactly. Number three, mail, the old fashioned snail mail. Here's the crazy thing. As email increased in business, the number of direct mail pieces went down dramatically. I know I'm dating myself a little bit, but it used to be you went to the mailbox and it was jam filled with postcards and catalogs and flyers. Now you can go to the mailbox and you might not receive a single piece of mail in a day. Why? Because it's more expensive to mail things than it is to email someone. That's an opportunity, folks. You can be much louder and create much more noise and draw much more attention and create a faster connection in the medium that no one else is using. Right. While while our email inboxes are overcrowded, go back to the original inbox, the mailbox, and be able to put more information in that way. Next phone. Right. That device we're carrying around in our pocket or our purse or is sitting on our desk. Uh, we're, you know, and this is for the millennials listening in. I love you guys, but um, it actually is the phone. It's called that because you can dial and yeah, talk to people. I know. too. People hardly it's use amazing. it for a phone. People <laughs> hardly use it for a phone anymore. And, and so there's a huge opportunity to incorporate your phone in to having conversations with your customers. The next one is video, which I am very bullish on. I think video is the future of what customers are going to expect. The opportunity to do personalized videos, 
to educate your customers, to help your customers, to serve your customers. Huge possibilities there. Uh, if you're not actively involved with figuring out new and exciting ways to incorporate video into your business, you better get going soon because you've only got about another year or two before that's going to become the expected norm. And last but not least, gifts and presents. You mentioned in the show earlier our good friend John Rulin, who wrote a great book called Giftology. You need to be showing your customers the love, giving them strategic appreciation and gifting them with unexpected presence. Now, by the way, pro tip, if the item that you're giving them has your logo on it or your company name on it, it is not a gift or present. Okay. It's, it's not a gift or present for them. It's promotion. And that's fine. And I'm not opposed to promotion, but don't dilute yourself and think that, oh, I'm giving them a gift because I gave them a blanket with our logo all over it. No, that's not what they're excited for. That's not what they're looking for. Uh, so you want your gifts to be something special. Yep, I love it. And, and we go back to uh, the video. Video is powerful. I use a program called BombBomb, B-O-M-B-B-O-M-B.com. And uh, do you know what BombBomb is? You probably do. I do. I do. Yeah, BombBomb is great. There's a number of services, BombBomb, Vidyard. Uh, th there's a number of folks out there, and there's programs that are running uh, within Bonjuro, I think, is right. one that's Bonjuro's running a underneath good one. it. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's a lot of different ways. And, folks, this is so easy. It is. Here's the thing. I want to I say something briefly about video. A lot of people get really anxious about video. They say, oh, I, I need to have the, the perfect setup, and we need to have a studio. And need to be perfectly dressed and I need to have a script and everything lined up that way. Nope, nope, Here's nope, what the, nope. Yeah, none, none of that. Here's what the research shows. The most effective videos are the ones that actually have mistakes, that are authentic, that are real, that don't feel scripted, that don't feel overly produced. And the conversion rate on a non-produced video is significantly higher than a produced video. So don't hesitate to use a service like BombBomb or one of the others. To And what it does is it just creates a little thing that you click on your computer, you talk right into the computer, it shoots a video, and then it goes off in an email. It's quick, it's easy, it's painless. Yeah, and, and, and you can do it on your you can huge. do it on that thing in your pocket that we call a phone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because it's got a video exactly. camera on it, and it's so easy. You just click record. Now, let me tell you how I use it. I finish my speech. I'm in the cab on the way back to the airport after the presentation. I turn on my little uh, video and, and bomb bomb. I open the app and and I say, "Hey, it's Shep hiking here. I'm on my way to the airport. I just didn't want a, the day to get away without saying thank you again." And let me tell you, it. clients go, oh, my gosh. And the cool thing is you can uh, see when they open it up, and you can see when they open up multiple times, which means, you know, you really made impact. They're showing it to people, and they're really, you know, and try to, you know, make it personal because it is. It's the same thing you would write in a thank you note. So, anyway, six great communication uh, tactics uh, because those are the ways we communicate today. All right. We are down to the last question. We're out of time. I always ask the one thing question. What's the one thing you want people to either uh, remember from something you've, you've talked about and you want to emphasize, or is there something new you want to share with us? Uh, 60 seconds, ready, set, go. The thing I want to emphasize is that the six tools I mentioned, in-person, email, mail, phone, video, and gifts and presents are timeless. These are things that have been around for hundreds of years, okay? We've had mail since the Pony Express. We've had in-person meetings since cavemen sat around the fire telling each other stories. 
These are timeless tools. Stop worrying about the new shiny fandangled uh, way to interact with your customer and go back to the basics. Use a variety of tools so that they get a little bit of spice of interaction. And if you do this, you can take your customers from being one-time customers to being customers for life. I love it. This is a timeless book, Joey. And I think 100 years from now, somebody will read this book and say, wow, there's a lot of wisdom in this book. And that's 100 years from now with all the technology that's going to happen that we don't even know about is going to happen. Joey, the book is a gift. It's Never Lose a Customer Again, available at Amazon.com. You're a gift. This has been an amazing show. Thanks for your insight, your wisdom. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Also, our friendship. So thanks thanks for helping us out. Thanks for sharing everything today. Oh, thanks so much for having me on the show. Thanks, folks, for listening. Uh, love, love the show. Love your support. And uh, look forward to continuing the conversation soon. And I can't wait to not only read the book, but reread the book again and again and again. Everybody, the book again. Never lose a customer again. You've been listening to Amazing Business Radio. We're going to have another great episode next week, so be sure to tune in. In the meantime, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.